Tony Stewart sell his house yet? Or maybe oh wait, no, he he took it off the list. Whoa, he's selling his other house to pay. Oh, that's no, actually, Chase Elliott is selling his house to pay the fine. Oh, there you. What if that actually happened? Like, what if Chase was like, "Yeah, to sell my house <laughs> to pay for the fine." Did he even get a fine? Or he just? I don't think he got a fine. You sure he just got? Wow, fuck, fucking golden boys, too good for a fucking fine. He didn't get a fine. Hmm, surprise. Anyways, hello and welcome back. Uh, we got Brian on this week, so sorry about last week, guys. It just like didn't work out, you know. It's like a lot of stuff in our personal okay. life <laughs> uh, going on, uh, so just couldn't match up during the week and. You know, to be fair, we really didn't miss much. So, you know, it'd be it'd kind of sad if we didn't do a podcast for this one because it was a super good race. But, yeah, just sometimes it happens. Um, I'm not going to promise that it won't happen again because I'm sure it will, um, yeah. especially later uh, in the summer this year. So this uh, we'll try to... Try to keep on knocking these out as much as possible, but yeah, definitely yeah, we'll try to let you know as soon as we can um, when episodes stuff isn't dropping, and uh, you know there might be different hosts on uh, later in the year um, if Brian still wants to continue pumping them out, and we'll see what we can do because I might just have to get out the seat. For, well, I know I'll definitely have to probably be gone for a few weeks. Um, in the summer, but yeah, we'll talk about that then when it gets closer, but just letting you guys know that it's not going to be really as smooth as it has been last few years with scheduling stuff, so thank you guys for being super fluid on those things, I know it's kind of sucky that like in the content and stuff you wanted, um, but we appreciate all you guys uh, staying with us uh, these last two and a half years, it's been been uh, crazy, definitely. You know, with the support you guys have gotten us, um, I didn't think we'd be the amount of episodes we're at and uh, like all the listenership and shit like that. Uh, to be honest, because this kind of just started as like, hey, that would be cool if we did that, and we have done it every week since then for the last two and a half years. So, again, thank you guys for uh, like understanding things like that. Um, just wanted to say that before we got into stuff, so really appreciate it, and just let you know when stuff's happening, uh, you know, around July and August, that's when it's really going to ramp up, so, uh, we'll see what we can do with content, stuff like that, me and Brian will talk about it and see what's the best way to move forward, uh, but if not, uh, we'd be, but... We'll let you know when that happens. Anyways, we have content today. Talking about a really good race. Um, Ryan Blaney breaking his 59 race losing streak. So that's good for Ryan. Um, you know, it really wasn't a matter of, like, if he's ever going to win again. It was kind of just when, you know. 
because he was in one of the premier rides in NASCAR, and he was a you know winner before and stuff like that. Um, and always running up front like super consistently. So just kind of like, oh, you know, when is he actually gonna pull one off? And to be honest, I think that was probably one of his most impressive races. Um, you know, he really dominated. And I don't remember ever really a race that he, like, super dominated and was, like, the best car and stuff like that. So it was cool to see um, Blaney get that deserved. So then we're going to talk about, obviously, other news that happened this week. If you've been living under a rock and did not see the race, uh, Chase Elliott and Denny Hamley got it together uh, in the race. Chase uh, took a left and right reared Hamlin in the middle of the dog leg. Hamlin had a super big hit. And um, so Chase Elliott has been suspended one week. He will not be racing in the nine car at Gateway. It's going to be Corey LaJoy going to take over the nine. And then Carson Hosevar will drive in Corey LaJoy's spot in the seven. So a little bit of driver changes. Um good for good for Corey finally getting uh good opportunity uh with you know with Hendrick he uh he wrote a note in 2020 saying like how he used to drive the 48 car and stuff like that well he actually gets to drive the 9 car for a week so super proud of Corey see what he can do in good equipment he's been really good this season with Spire they're top 20 in points um if you would have told me that that he would be top 20 in a Spire car in points. That'd be pretty crazy. So he's had a really solid year so far. Um, really good year, actually. Been outperforming what a Spire car should be doing. So excited to see him, you know, see what he can do in good equipment. Hope he has a really good run. And yeah, so congrats, Corey. Just uh, hopefully takes advantage of you know his opportunity shit like that, but, yeah, so, Chase Elliott gets the one-week suspension, uh, we've seen it last year with Bubba Wallace and, uh, Kyle Larson, Bubba Wallace intentionally wrecks Larson, huge crash, you know, they fight in the, uh, on the track, you know, uh, Chase and Denny didn't fight, but still, um, NASCAR has all the data on hand, and especially they have to do something when Denny Hamlin itself himself was just tweeting out the SMT data. So I guess good on NASCAR for being super consistent. Uh, again, as I said before, right rearing someone is the absolute worst thing you could do, especially in a stock car. Because, I mean, especially with these cars and how um, not safe they are, and how the drivers have been claiming, oh, these cars are not safe, they're less safe than, uh, um, you know, cars beforehand. And now we've seen two instances where, well, in the last eight-ish calendar months, eight, nine calendar months, that um, two guys have right hurt someone in the wall and could have, you know, could have badly injured him. Uh, Larson could have got a concussion, especially with the rear impacts last year. Uh, they trying to soften up the front and back pumpers this year. But still, it was probably one of the bigger hits I've seen in this section car. Especially how the car crumbled up in front. I haven't seen a nose 
kind of crumple like that in a while. Like, just how hard he hit. And, you know, Denny could have been, like, seriously hurt with that, especially with this car that's unsafe, as the drivers have said. So, uh, especially if Chase Elliott has said. Uh, so, um, I think the penalty was deserved. Um, I'm glad NASCAR stepped in and, you know, actually followed precedent. So, it's kind of showing... Like, hey, you know, you're right-rearing someone. It's an odd, or intentionally wrecking is a one-week suspension. So I'm glad they're putting their foot down. So because uh, for a long period of time, NASCAR has had this, like, quote-unquote policy that they're going to let the drivers, like, police themselves and stuff like that. But, you know, right-rearing someone in this car specifically and, well, in any car is not good at all, but especially in the Gen 7 car where safety is a bit of a question mark still, um, that is not good, and that should not happen. Um, so I'm glad NASCAR is stepping in and saying, hey, this, we can't let this shit happen. I don't care if you're Chase Elliott or you're Bubba Wallace. If, you know, if you're intentionally wrecking someone, you get a weak suspension. And... They have the data to prove it. I mean, Hamlin literally tweeted it right, like, 30 minutes after it happened. So, that's good that they're stepping in and setting a precedent. Um, they're being consistent with their calls because we know NASCAR is um, <laughs> not consistent at all, to say the least, with the shit that's happening. And, you know, <laughs> we've seen kind of the stuff with Hendrick earlier in the season with the Louvers, you know, that kind of questioned, you know, uh, oh, is Hendrick NASCAR's golden boy, even though NASCAR set the penalty and the appeals the panel took it away and shit like that, but um, anyways, good good on NASCAR. Um, Jay Elliott's a good driver. He's a good, pretty decent guy, but it's just like, you know, he just kind of lost his school in the moment and right reared Hamlin, I'm sure... Like, he was pissed at him, and fair enough, he got walled, essentially, but, you know, kind of lost himself right there and right-reared him, so just glad NASCAR stepped in and it's not going to let that stuff fly. Um, that's good, you know. we got to have that. We just can't have these guys wrecking each other and possibly just injuring really bad or even... Like, having fatalities, to be honest. Because, I mean, let's be real, this car is still kind of questionable on safety. I mean, they did some stuff with the front and the back. They made it less rigid. But it's like, I don't know if one off-season of changes is, like, going to make this car totally safe. And stuff like that. The driver still takes a brunt force of the hit. Um, we haven't seen any concussion issues yet. Like, we've had last year. So I guess that's good, but it's still, this car is still questionable at best with safety. It's definitely less than the Gen 6. So, I don't know. I just can't let these guys, you know, be taking each other out like that. You know, if they they want to handle their business, handle it out, you know, off the track. But not with these cars, especially with how safe every driver feels in it. Um... So yeah, we gotta save, gotta save them from themselves. You know, Chase lost, Chase lost his mind a little bit on Robert Hamlin. I'm sure 
You know, you think back on it, I was like, damn, I really wish I didn't do that, or I'm going to think about it later. You know, but it's it's a learning moment. Um, and, you know, he had right to be mad, to be honest. I would be upset, too, if I got walled. Um, Hamlin shoved him up there, you know. He didn't, he wasn't trying to, but it just happened. And he has reason to be upset, so... Not faulting him for being upset, but, you know, right-rearing someone, like, is a childish move. It's a, you know, something you do in fucking iRacing, to be honest. It's an iRacing public lobby move. So, um, I hope this, uh, you know, I'm sure Hendrick are talking to Chase and stuff like that, you know. Gonna have a little heart-to-heart with old Jeff Gordon uh, over the week. But, yeah, so, <sighs> just, uh, just not good, but I'm glad NASCAR stepped in and did the right thing with the penalty, uh, you know, immediately. We didn't have to wait till Wednesday or Thursday with, you know, them saying, like, oh, I don't know, you know, they could have, they could have said, like, Brad was, Brad was hitting chase when, you know, it was happening. I'm just glad they made it pretty clear and stuff, and. Especially a Tuesday, you know, immediately at the beginning of the week, hey, this, this suspension, you know, so, um, I don't know, I think, I, Chase has a right to be upset, but he doesn't have a right to right rear Hamlin, <laughs> um, especially how strong these cars are, like, he hit, like, Tyler Reddick hit the wall, like, seven freaking times, and he's still got top five, uh, Ricky Stenhouse, Hit the wall really hard battling Kyle Busch, and he still finished top 10. I mean, granted, it was more towards the end of the race, but, you know, with these cars, especially hitting the wall, it's not like your race is over. There's multiple cars hitting the hell out of the wall and still, like, continuing on like nothing happened. This is a Gen 6 car. Yeah, your car would be destroyed. But, um, yeah, this car, you know, if you hit the wall, you can kind of still salvage it. There is multiple cars that got on the wall. Larson got on the wall. Um, yeah, there's multiple guys all day that got on the wall that continued on and didn't throw a tantrum. But, anyways, what do you think on the what do you think on the suspension, Brian? Is it the right call? Did you have something else to say about it? I mean, to be honest. I think it would be the right call, even though it's NASCAR's golden boy. Um, whole reason being because of the fact that Chastain and Hamlin were warned many times last year, as well as every other driver was warned when they started having problems with Chastain, that if they do something like this where they intentionally wreck um, another driver or put them in a very harmful situation to the point where something could happen to them. Um, kind of that kind of becomes an issue. And they said that they would ban drivers for a race or suspend drivers for a race uh, or multiple, depending on the severity. Like if I have a feeling, if Denny would have had probably some type of symptoms for concussion or something that was going to keep him out for an extended period of time, it would have been a little bit more harsh. Um, but all in all, it's just, it comes down to the fact that you need to not be dumb. You need to not intentionally wreck another driver just because they 
run up into you, which granted, yes, in iRacing, I would do the same thing. <laughs> but when it comes to somebody's physical life is in danger, even though they rode you up to the wall, it's it, that, that, that gets to be a little rough. No, why would you want to kill somebody for getting loose? <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, you know, not letting the... I think they shouldn't let them, like, wreck each other and stuff on track. Let them settle off the track, you know? Kind of yeah, have some hockey. Do what Amarola and Bubba did. And then I also want to... <laughs> I also want to say, <laughs> why the fuck is who is that security guard? <laughs> like, why is he everywhere? These last couple, <laughs> like that man should know. be getting double pay for that. Because I'm like, this dude is at, like even Clint Boyer said. I was like, wow, I actually gr- agree with Clint Boyer on a fucking point. What year is this? <laughs> like. I'm just like, look, like, that was the first thing. I'm like, is that the same fucking guy from Kansas? And the clipboard is, I think that's the same guy from Kansas! I'm like, Clint, I'm (laughs) thinking the same thing, man. I was like, holy shit, we actually had the same thought, but, yeah, that that guy should be, I mean, he should work for, like, the Secret Service or something. He just pops out of nowhere just handling shit. I'm like, hell yeah. Like, I mean, I haven't... I don't look at NASCAR officials, like, I don't recognize, but that guy is definitely recognizable, you know, it's just like this huge guy, I'm like, oh, that guy's back, that's <laughs> like, sweet, so, whoever that guy is should be definitely getting, like, paid premium for the last, like, yeah. couple weeks, just, like, cause, I mean, as much as I, like, I want to personally, like, some fight going on, and stuff like that, um, he's, he's handling his business, He's just like, yeah, this this is not happening. So um, I appreciate that guy just being in between the drivers at the right point. Like he's doing his job very well, and it's just funny. Like the last couple, I'm like, oh shit, that's the same guy. So I don't know. I hope I see him in a couple weeks. Like when we have another altercation, I'm like, oh, there's that guy again. He's just like stopping people. So I don't know. Shout out to that guy. But anyways, I think NASCAR did the right call. As we said, Coriel Joy, um, lifetime opportunity. He's getting to drive the nine. So I really wish Corey well this weekend. Uh, Ross Justine, if you could please fuck off and not crash Corey this week. Uh, you can crash anyone else, but not Corey. <laughs> I just want that man to have a nice run. Because that, that would be awesome. Like, it's very well deserved, too. So... I hope he makes most of it. Um, and then Carson Hosevar, um, he's gotten some Xfinity time this year. It's been pretty good. I mean, I'm not a big Carson Hosevar fan because I think he is a child sometimes because he has actually <laughs> intentionally wrecked like seven or eight people and caused uh, self-spins. So, um, yeah. So it's kind of interesting that he got called up, but yeah, we'll see how he does in uh, the Spire Seven. See if it's like Corey dragging that car to good win, like good uh, positions, or is the car just like pretty fast this year? So we'll see. But that's uh, that's news out of the Coke Six Hundred, and then uh, we're gonna go over some notes. So um, first stage, first note. 
is um why is SHR slow every week off the truck? Um Chase Briscoe again was literally thirty fifth and getting passed by BJ McLeod. Um again in the first stage. I just want to pull my hair out every time that happens because, like, SHR is not... Okay, so they're not... I don't think they're the team they were a couple of years ago. Like, they're, they're not an A team. Like, like, Harvick is the A driver and Rodney Childers is the A crew chief. But they are is not real quick. So, let's, let's start there. Like, SHR is not fast. <laughs> they are not an A team. I would say they're a B team and lit, like best. I'd say they're honestly Penske and RFK are faster than them. I mean, Penske was a given. That is not an understatement. But RFK has been faster than them this year, so they're at best the four, third, four team. Front row, sometimes with Todd Gillen is faster. Anyhow, so SHR, not the greatest, but again. They should not... I don't know what happens every week. I mean, Priest and Amarola is around the 20s. Like, usually every week. Harvick, somewhere in the top 10-ish. Like, he's around there. And then Briscoe in, like, stage 1 is 35th every week. And I don't understand why. I don't know what the hell is going on with the 14 car. But, I mean, it started last year where he would be super slow... And then, like, at the end of the race, he'd be top five. This year, he is super slow off the truck. He is so bad. They're getting passed by BJ fucking McLeod. BJ McLeod, good guy. Car sucks. <laughs> the car is slow. But they are slower than him. Every week in stage one, and I do not get it. I do not understand how every week they unload, and they are literally the last place car. Again, a couple weeks ago, he was like, he had three top fives in a row. But then every other week, he has pulled his 35th place car to like 20th. And I'm just like, okay. But. I know this jumps to the end, but Haley was above Briscoe at the end. Yeah. Haley was 15. Five places ahead of Briscoe, who I'm pretty sure wasn't involved in anything that happened all day. How? <laughs> I mean, goddamn Brad Kozlowski was on fire, and he was like two laps down and finished ahead of Briscoe. I'm like, Brad Kozlowski. did. I'm like, like bro. I just, I don't get how every week the 14 car is so off. Like, I do not understand that. The, I mean, Priest and Amarola, they're around 20th. I'm like, okay, you know, that's kind of, that's normal. Harvick's usually, like, besides this week, he was usually around the top 10. I'm like, okay, Harvick's doing his thing. I'm like, him and Childers are, you know, doing their thing. Um, Almarola and Priest are just rolling chicanes in the 20s somewhere. And then, like, literally every week, it's 35th. Like, it's nowhere, like, he's not 28th or nothing. He is 35th every time. <laughs> like, it's just every time they go to his in-car, I'm currently 35th. I'm like, what is happening? I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Can you for once, 
like, take Harvick's setup and just, like, do it. Like, just take a... Like, whatever the fuck they're doing off the truck. Shit, you can take Priest's setup and that's gonna be way better than whatever the fuck is happening in the 14 car. I don't... Yeah, like, did, did Briscoe make somebody mad? Or, like, what happened? Because last year, he went from winning multiple races, <laughs> making it to the playoffs, to now... Or even, where does where does he stand in playoff point? I mean, right now he's out because Bowman Bowman has had a sixty point penalty, and he has missed three races, and he's ahead of Briscoe in points. Oh my gosh, yes he is. He's ahead. Uh, he's sixteenth, where Briscoe's seventeenth, having raced the whole year. Yeah, so I don't. It's just like. But wouldn't it also be the same idea with Suarez? Like what? What? I don't know. Your teammate has been doing great all year, but you're 19th point. I don't, it's just like, I, I mean, you see Harvick's fourth in points, and then you see the rest of Briscoe. I don't know if it's the car. I don't know if it's the crew chief. I don't know if Tim, but like the first stage, he is 35th every week, and I do not get it. He is supposed to be... Yeah. The top we know guy. he has the potential. He but is. He's not showing it. <laughs> he is going to be in, in the flagship car next year. If Josh Berry gets the four or whatever, Briscoe is getting Roddy Childers. Like that is happening. That should be happening because he is the future of SH. I Almarola is just there because he has a fucking paycheck and he's given a, a bacon money. So I don't care what the fuck Almarola does. And then Priest is like, I don't know, supposed to be the other guy, but uh, it's not been real good this year for Priest. I mean, he's had some they moments. They told Priest just be better than Custer. But he's 28th in points. So he's effectively the same. Yes. So, <laughs> like, it, uh, I don't know if, if it's just the 41 car is slow as hell, or like does Priest and Custer both suck. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just... It's very confusing what's going on at SHR. They're not the team they were. And their cars are... Like, Briscoe is 35th in first stage every week. Almarol is literally a rolling chicane that has some bacon money. And then Priest is just like up and down each... Like, he'll have a couple good runs and it's like, oh... You know, that's good for Priest. And then, like, the next four weeks, he'll finish, like, 30th. And it's like, what is happening? So, I also want to say Priest does not have a top 10 this year. So, th I don't know if the, just the 41 car is so bad. Like, it, are they the fourth out of fourth cars in SHR? I guess. Probably. Because you got to say, I mean, the four car is definitely the flagship car. And then Briscoe probably getting the next most stuff because he's driving Tony's car. So, he's and then Almarola gets the scraps with his bacon. So, the 41 is the worst SH car, and <laughs> I don't know, I guess it wasn't just Custer. His car just kind of sucks, but I don't know. SH car, SHR is just like, it's going to be a very interesting team in the next few years. Like, what's going to happen? Are they going to get, like, better um, yet to be seen, but, you know, after Harvick's done, 
what's going to happen? Are they going like is Josh Berry going to lift the program? I mean, I think Josh Berry is a good driver, but I don't I don't think he's going to lift the program, you know. Uh, is, you know, is Briscoe going to step up and lift the program? I'm, I don't know. It's every week. I don't know. He's like, oh, cool. He's 35th, but now he's top five. So, I don't know. Is that I almost fun? wonder if they're having the issue of, like, so 2018, they were probably bringing in a lot of money with, what, what was the team? It was uh, Kurt Busch, Eric Amarola, and then Clinton, uh, Clinton Harvick, right? Yeah. That'd be 2018. So, like, that's big money, that's big wins, because that was a dominant year for them. I mean, so Amarillo, I mean, they had the big money, Harvick with Bush Beer and stuff like that uh, in the prime. Yeah. I mean, Clint didn't bring any money, but he wasn't bad. And then Kurt Busch is Kurt Busch. Hey, Kurt Busch was going to bring in monster money. But, yes, yeah, so, I mean, that's like, that was a very dominant year. That's kind of what they need to go back to if they can find the research to to help them. I, I don't I don't know what happened even between last year and this year. What, why is the car... I don't know. I mean, we, we can't truthfully say that it's the car's fault, but why is your team ten times worse than it was last year, but Kevin Harvick's the only one that's still actually providing decent results? Uh, to be fourth place with this car... Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's just, uh... Uh... This car is something. So, I don't know. Well, it's definitely going to be interesting in the next year or so to see where SHR is past Harvick. Um, but again, just every week, it's just like, huh. Interesting. But, after SHR... After uh, SHR stuff, then uh, Jimmy had his first uh, kind of race in the intermediate track. He spun out, um, got into the wall a little bit. Kind of expected because he really didn't have any like simulator time that much or any practice at all. So kind of view this as like Jimmy Johnson's um, Auto Club 2022 practice session when like seven cars, like, spun out. Like, that's, like, that was this race for him. So, it's kind of not surprising he struggled uh, with that. And then Stage 1, William Byron won. And then Legacy Motor Club just, like, died after that. Um, Eric Jones was, like, getting close to the top ten. And then, I don't, a caution happened, and then all I see is they deadpan over to the garage, and then Gregson's like pulling in. I'm like, ah, oh, that sucks. And then Jimmy Johnson's pulling. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, his damage must have been. And then Eric Jones. I'm like, what is happening with this? Did they just all like quit? They're just like, you know what? No, we're not doing this race. But then Fox, like 12 minutes after, you know, it happened. They're like, oh, there is debris on track. And they all ran it over. And all their radiators like had damage. I'm like, how does all of their cars do that? <laughs> Just like, what is happening? Like, I felt so bad for like, because 
you know, we talk about SHR being bad. Legacy Motor Club has been awful this year. They won a race last year, and now they're really bad. <laughs> like, they have taken like seven steps back. Like, they've been, they were pretty decent last year, pretty good in fact. And Eric Jones actually won a race on speed. Well, I mean, he was up there, but. Like, he went on a restart and stuff like that, but he earned the win. I would say it was not a Mickey win, but they are so far off this year. It just sucks to see. Um, there's a reason they're going to Toyota, and I would say this <laughs> this race is, like, the culmination of that. It's just like, man, they cannot wait until 2024. So, after uh, Legacy Motor Club died... And then uh, Cindric got on the wall a little bit, had the pit, and then we had a little red flag for rain. Um, this this race was uh, was already delayed, so I was like, oh no, but it was only a little bit, so that's good. Um, and then they showed uh, during the red flag that Eric Amarola and Bubba were kind of like shoving back and forth. So, well, Eric shoved Bubba, he said he was, like, cussing him out, and they had a little bit of, like, on-track antics that were going on, but, again, I don't want to, I don't want to be, like, rude when I say this, because I do like Bubba Wallace, I, like, I'm kind of, like, I used to be my secondary driver, like, I know there's obviously, like, limitations to him, I don't think he's, like, a cup champion level driver yet, but, I think he's pretty solid. And, like, he gets sometimes a bad rap and stuff like that, especially with driving Michael Jordan's team. But uh, he's had three top fives in the last three races. Like, he has had top five, top five, top five. So, you know, your team is riding momentum. Like, the 23 team has not been this fast this early in the season. It's always been later in the season. They get a win in the playoffs, and it's like, ah, oh, damn. I just wish they were fast, you know, in the beginning half. Well, this year is a, like a total flip because they actually are. And, you know, I know maybe Almarola might have, like, like, shoved him and stuff. But, like, why why are you bringing, like, bad publicity to you? Like, your, your team is doing so well. And now we're talking about you and Eric Almarola. Uh, the relevant ass Eric Amarola, fucking 26th in fucking cup points. We're talking about you and him, like, just, like, getting into, like, a pissing match, like, after uh, the red flag. Like, why aren't we talking about that Bubba Wallace has four straight top fives, including the all-star race? But no, we're talking about them fucking fighting on uh, Pit Road. So, that's a bit frustrating, but... um you know, shout out to him for uh, actually finishing again in the top five. Uh, he had a really good restart the last time and was flying through the pack. So, uh, good job, you know, keeping keeping on schedule. Uh, you know, I think Bubba a couple years ago would have not, you know, kept his head in the game and stuff like that. So, good to see that. Some maturity uh, for the 23 driver. Uh, and, you know, they're running really good. So, I hope we continue to say that. Um, but anyways, just like, it's just a little frustration for like a 23 fan. Just gonna say, I'm just gonna be honest. Just like a tad of frustration. It's just like, come on, man. Like, 
you're running so well. Let's just like let's just keep that positive momentum going. So hopefully it does. Um, but uh, Gateway's coming up, but then Sonoma is. So we'll see how he does at Sonoma because he's not really good at road courses. Uh, but yeah, we'll see if the momentum uh, continues on at Gateway. And then again, another Legacy Motor Club moment. Uh, just Jimmy <laughs> putting Noah in the wall. Just didn't know he was there, and he's spinning. So it was a really bad day for Legacy Motor Club, a race to forget. Um, and then we had Kyle Busch and Brad getting together. Uh, then Suarez hit Kyle, and Kyle was driving backwards for like half a lap, which was kind of funny. Just to see that. And then we had the big moment between Chase and Hamlin that we went through. Kind of already, like, broke that down. So we don't need to rehash that. So we're just going to go past that because we talked about it like that for 20 minutes. And then stage two, Chris Busher, RFK, again, showing speed. Brad was up there all day. Uh, well, most of the day, and then he had some pit road troubles and fires and shit. So uh, he didn't get the finish he deserved. But RFK has been really, really good this year. Um, and then Chris Buescher, you know, finished off with a nice top 10 and the stage win, so, so got a lot of points there. Um, so good to see RFK doing really well this year. Um, Brad has really turned around that program, um, especially really quick. So they're looking like the second-best Ford team, to be honest, and some weeks they're faster than Penske. So, uh, this week they were, for the most part, besides Blaney. So anyways, then we go on to stage three. Do-do-do. Uh, Ryan Blaney won the stage. He was one of the faster cars. Uh, he looked like he had a short run car and then it would get super loose uh, towards the end. But kept on adjusting on it. Uh, Reddick had a really good save. Uh, went through the grass and stuff like that. So that was good on Reddick. Um, then after pit stops, McDowell like lost the tire. And uh, they had a caution. Then after that, Harvick and Reddick uh, made a little bit of contact. Harvick spun through the grass. Then we had another restart. Uh, Ricky just <laughs> dumps AJ for no reason. So AJ spun, hit Logano a little bit. Harrison was kind of involved. And then Sindrick spun out the next restart and hit the inside wall. And then... After that, Kyle Larson spun, well, self-spun, and uh, Ty Gibbs got into him, and Logano was involved. I think Briscoe got a little bit of it as well. So just like a lot of cautions, breeding cautions right there. So there was a lot of research towards the end. But Blaney held off for the last final and won the race, his first win in 59 races. So good job, Brian Blaney. Um, I thought it was a really good race. Kind of... The la- like the restart after restart after restart was just like God. I think it took a couple points away from me to be honest. Um, but I thought the race was really good. Um, this car is actually saved like Charlotte Oval. I would be, I would honestly consider on uh, the fall race doing uh, the Charlotte Oval again instead of the Roval and putting the Roval at like Texas to be honest because this. This car is really good on the intermediates, especially Charlotte. Like, it, like Kansas and Charlotte's, like, some of the enter, more entertaining races with these cars. And it's just like, oh, 
you know, like, five, ten years ago, if you've been saying that, we would be like, what the hell is wrong with you? But, uh, this is honestly saved the Coke 600. Um, you know, the race was super long, but it's 600 miles, you know, it's supposed to be long. I don't mind it being the longest race, like, I'm just, I don't want this every week, but, you know, with the Coke 600, Memorial Day weekend, it can be 600 miles, that's fine, especially if you get racing, like, tonight, so... I'm going to rate it a uh, 90 out of 100. I think it was a really good race. Um, and yeah. So what's funny is I think you said the same exact thing last year about being okay with the, um, being okay with the one time a year we have a 600 mile race. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree. It was, it was pretty good. Um, one thing that, I heard from uh, what's that? the radioactive. That's what it's called. Um, so one thing I heard from the radioactive that I thought was kind of funny was Harvick when he was sliding up the track, um, kind of like side bump Reddick, and then they both tapped the wall. Now Reddick was almost as far up the track as he at that point. Uh, I mean, he was like inches away from the wall and Harvick comes up, hits him, hits him into the wall and Harvick goes, I don't know what happened. I think we both kind of slid and then he just met me in the middle somewhere. And then I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, no, no, not quite. <laughs> but, uh, it was a, it was a pretty good race. Um, I did get to watch the full thing live, which was really nice. Uh, I, thoroughly enjoyed every bit of it uh other than like you said the the cautions adding on to a long race making it even longer uh i would say you know i'm gonna give this a, a solid 88 um uh, i don't think that it was better than last year's because last year's was like really good um, I was also kind of annoyed by the the rain caution. Now that's nothing on NASCAR's part that or the red flag. Uh, that's nothing on NASCAR's part. That's nothing on Fox's part. Anything like that, you know, it's just Mother Nature. It's rain. It happened. Um, but yeah, that that kind of sucked because it made a four hour race a five and a half hour race. But but hey. <laughs> um, yeah, all in all, I had no complaints other than the few that we've kind of already gone through. I am definitely okay with them keeping one race a year that is a little bit longer, um, just in hopes that you can keep the drivers up to it and keep the cars comfortable enough for them to drive 600 miles around an oval. That's pretty rough. Although, this, you know, this track now seems to provide, which is nice. It's definitely uh, refreshing to see, so. Uh, but, yeah, it was a really good race. Um, it was enjoyable. Um, I had fun during it, and we're going to go to Gateway and just kind of see how that goes. So, 
Brian, do you have a pick for next week at Gateway? I do. Um, my pick is going to spin your pick out. Um, my pick is going to be Rush Chastain. Uh, <laughs> you know what's really funny? So, okay, so beforehand, I told Brian that I was going to take Corey LaJoy. And, um, but I already took him twice this year. Oh, did so, you? But. You know what? I want to show it's Chase Elliott. I want to show you what, like, pick I already wrote down. I don't, like, uh, I'm just going to send it on my phone. I'm just, gonna, like, okay. I honestly wrote this before you said anything. Just, Was it like, Ross? Uh-oh. No. It's just so funny how you're like, oh, my pick's going to spin your pick out, and I literally wrote Denny Hamlin. <laughs> I know, it's like oh. that. Okay. Oh, no. So I just thought it was just very, just very funny. Like, you're like, my pick's going to spin your pick out. Oh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I was going to pick a Ross Chastain early, or um, Corey LaJoy earlier. And I'm like, shit, I already took him twice. So I'm like, I'm just going to take Denny. And <laughs> just you brought up Ross, so that's funny. But, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna pick Denny. I hope he doesn't get spun out. <laughs> but, um, okay, yeah. Especially to, after this week. To be honest, you know, the podcast needs some, like, some drama, so I kind of hope he does get spun out. Like, <laughs> isn't, like, I'm not, like, a, I'm not a Denny Hamlin fan. Like, I'm not, not really, like, super fond of him, but, like, man, I think, did he put himself in the corner, like, starting a podcast? Because <laughs> I feel like, I just want him to get, like, wrecked kind of every week, to be honest, because I just think it would make a good podcast. Like, I was I was listening to the Actions Gentrimental uh, this this morning, and, like, he's like, I'm making an emergency podcast if Chase Elliott is not suspended. And I was just, like, kind of in my mind thinking, like, I hope he doesn't, because <laughs> I just want to hear this podcast about, like, how mad he would be and, like, <laughs> how he'd go off. But... I mean, he did, but... I mean, in reality, I guess it depends on how bad he talks about other drivers. Then he would put himself into a corner. I mean, it's... It's just like... Just a little bit. It was just like, oh, man. Yeah. I wish, uh... I wish he just did not get suspended so I just could hear Denny go off. But... Anyhow. But... That's our picks for uh, next week at Gateway. Hopefully it's as good as a race as the Coke 600 was. Um, yeah, we're back, so hopefully uh, we'll be be uh, we'll be back next week with some more podcast stuff. So thank you guys for listening. And uh, since we're at minute 47, I want to give a shout out to Ricky Stenhouse for finishing eighth and being 14th in points. Good job, Ricky. Continue the good season. <laughs> All right, peace. That's great. <laughs> Take care.